Section 18 of AIDS to Forensic Medicine and Toxicology. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jeannie Whitfield. AIDS to Forensic Medicine and Toxicology by W. G. Aitchison Robertson. Section 18. Aconite to Tomains. Chapter 42. Aconite. Aconite. Aconitum nepilis. Monkshood. Roots and leaves, poisonous properties depend upon an alkaloid aconitine. Aconite is one of the constituents of St. Jacob's oil. Symptoms. Numbness, tingling in the mouth, throat, and stomach. Giddiness, loss of sensation, deafness, dimness of sight, paralysis, first of the lower and then of the upper extremities, vomiting and shallow respiration. Pupils dilated, pulse small, irregular, finally imperceptible. The mind remains unaffected. Death often sudden. Post-mortem appearances. Venous congestion. Engorgement of brain and membranes. Treatment. Emetics. Stimulants freely. Best antidote is sulfate of atropine, one-fiftieth grain hypodermically, and also strychnine. Digitalis is useful. Warmth to the whole body. Patient to make no exertion. Fatal dose of root or tincture, one dram. Fatal period. Average less than four hours. Method of extraction from the stomach, etc. Extraction from contents of stomach by Stas Auto process. It may be found in the urine, gives usual alkaloidal reactions, but no distinctive chemical test known. Test. Chiefly physiological tingling and numbness when applied to the tongue or inner surface of cheek. Effects on mice, etc. A cadaveric alkaloid or tomain has been found in the body, possessing many of the actions of aconitine. The presence of this substance was suggested in the Lampson trial. The Indian aconite, aconitum ferox, the bish poison, is much more active than the European variety. It contains a large portion of pseudoaconitine and is frequently employed in India, not only for the destruction of wild beasts, but for criminal purposes. Aconitine varies much in activity according to its mode of preparation and the source from which it is derived. The most active kind is probably made from A. ferox. Chapter 43. Digitalis. All parts of the plant Digitalis purpurea, purple foxglove, are poisonous. Contains the glucoside digitalin and other active principles. Symptoms. Nausea, vomiting, purging, and abdominal pains. Vomited matter, grass green in color, headache, giddiness, and loss of sight. Pupils dilated, insensitive, pulse weak, remarkably slow and irregular. Cold sweat. Salivation occasionally, or syncope and stupor. Death sometimes quite sudden. Post-mortem appearances. Congested condition of brain and membranes. Inflammation of gastric mucous membranes. Treatment. Emetics freely. Infusions containing tannin as coffee, tea, oak bark, galls, etc. Stimulants. Hypodermic injection of one 120th grain of aconitine. Methods of extraction from the stomach, etc. Use Stas auto process. Test for digitalin. A white substance, sparingly soluble in water, not changed by nitric acid, turns yellow, changing to green, with hydrochloric acid. The minutest trace of digitalin moistened with sulfur and treated with bromine vapors gives a rose color turning mauve. This is very delicate, but in experienced hands the physiological test is more reliable. The chemist who has had no practical experience in pharmacological methods would be wiser to keep to his chemical test. Chapter 44. Nux Vomica. Strychnine and Brucine. 
Nux vomica consists of the seeds of the strychnos nux vomica. From these strychnine and brucine are obtained. The symptoms, post-mortem appearances, and treatment of poisoning by nux vomica are the same as for strychnine. Strychnine is a powerful poison and forms the active ingredient of many vermin killers. It occurs as a white powder or as colorless crystals with a persistent bitter taste. Very slightly soluble in water, more or less soluble in benzol, ether, and alcohol. Symptoms. Sense of suffocation, twitchings of muscles, followed by tetanic convulsions and opis thotonos, each lasting half to two minutes. Mental faculties, unaffected, face congested and anxious, eyes staring, lips livid, much thirst. The period of accession of the symptoms varies with the mode of administration of the poisoning. Symptoms, as a rule, come on soon after the food has been taken. Patient may die within a few hours from asphyxia or from exhaustion. In tetanus, there is usually history of a wound. The symptoms come on slowly. Lockjaw is an early symptom, and only later complete convulsions. The intervals between the fits are never entirely free from rigidity. Death is delayed for some days. Post-mortem appearance. Heart empty, blood fluid, rigor mortis persistent. Hands usually clenched, feet arched and inverted. Congestion of the brain, spinal cord, and lungs. Treatment. Emetics or stomach pump if the patient is deeply anesthetized. Tannic acid and permanganate of potassium. Bromide of potassium, one-half ounce, with chloral, 30 grains. Repeat if necessary. Fatal dose, smallest, quarter of a grain. Fatal period, shortest, 10 minutes, usually 2 to 4 hours. Method of extraction from the stomach. The alkaloid may be separated by the process of Stas Auto. Test. Strychnine has a characteristic, very bitter taste. It imparts this taste even to very dilute solutions. It is unaffected by sulfuric acid, but gives a purplish-blue color, changing to crimson and light red, when the edge of the solution is touched with dioxide of manganese, potassium bichromate, ferrocyanide of potassium, or permanganate of potassium. This test is so delicate as to show the one twenty-five thousandth of a grain of the alkaloid, a very minute quantity, one five-thousandth grain, in solution placed on the skin of a frog after drying causes tetanic convulsions. Brucine. This alkaloid, found associated with strychnine, possesses the same properties, though in less powerful degree. Nitric acid gives a blood-red color changed to purple with protochloride of tin. Chapter 45. Cantharides. Cantharides, Spanish fly or blistering beetle, is the basis of most of the blistering preparations. It is sometimes taken as an abortifacient or given as an aphrodisiac, but whether it has any such action is open to question. It acts as an irritant to the kidneys and bladder, and sometimes produces hematuria and a good deal of temporary discomfort. Symptoms. Burning sensation in the throat and stomach with salivation, pain, and difficulty in swallowing. Vomiting of mucus mixed with blood. Tenissimus, diarrhea, the motions containing blood and mucus. Dysuria with passage of small amounts of albuminous and bloody urine. Peritonitis, high temperature, quick pulse, headache, loss of sensibility, and convulsions. Postmortem. Gastrointestinal mucous membrane inflamed with gangrenous patches. Genitourinary tract inflamed. Acute nephritis. Treatment. An emetic of apomorphine, demulcent drinks such as barley water, white of egg and water, linseed tea and gruel, but not oils. With a hypodermic injection of morphine to allay pain. Test. The vomited matter often contains shining particles of the powder. The urine will probably be albuminous. Chapter 46. Abortifacients. 
Aminagogues are remedies which have the property of exciting the ketaminal flow. Ecbolics or abortatives are drugs which excite contraction of the uterus and are supposed to have the power of expelling its contents. The vegetable substances commonly reputed to be abortatives are ergot, savin, aloes, hyrapicra, digitalis, colocynth, pennyroyal, and nutmeg. But there is no evidence to show that any drug possesses this property. Lead in some parts of the country is a popular abortifacient. A medicine may be an amenagogue without being an agbolic. Permanganate of potassium and binoxide of manganese are valuable remedies for amenorrhea, but will not produce abortion. The vegetable substances frequently used as abortives are savin and ergot. Savin, Juniperus sabina. Leaves and tops of the plant yield an acrid oil having poisonous properties and which has even produced death symptoms those of irritant poisonings purging not always present but tenesimus and strangulary post-mortem appearances acute inflammation of alimentary canal green powder found this washed and dried and then rubbed gives odor of savin test a watery solution of savin strikes deep green with perichloride of iron and if an infusion of the twigs has been taken the twigs may be detected with microscope the twigs obtained from the stomach dried and rubbed between the fingers and thumb will give the odor of savin ergot secal cornutum a parasitic fungus attacking wheat barley oats and rye which is reputed to have the power of causing contraction of unstriped muscular fiber especially that of the uterus symptoms lassitude headache nausea diarrhea anuria convulsions coma Small quantities frequently repeated have in the past produced gangrene of the extremities or anesthesia of fingers and toes. Test. Lake red color with liquor potassi. This liquid filtered gives precipitate of same color with nitric acid. Chapter 47. Poisonous Fungi and Toxic Foods. Fungi. Of the poisonous mushrooms, the Amanita phyllodes and the fly agaric or agarius muscarius are the most potent. The active principle of the former is phalan, and of the latter, muscarine. The Amanita phyllodes is distinguished from the common mushroom, Agaricus campestris, by having permanent white gills and hollow stem. The Agaricus muscarius is bright red with yellow spots. Phalan is a toxalbumin which destroys the red blood corpuscles, causing the serum to become red in color and the urine blood-stained. Fibrin is liberated, and thrombosis occur, especially in the liver. The symptoms may be mistaken for phosphorus poisoning or acute yellow atrophy of the liver. Muscarine affects the nervous system chiefly. Edible fungi have an agreeable taste and smell and are firm in substance. Poisonous fungi have an offensive smell and bitter taste and are often of a bright color and soon become pulpy. Symptoms These may be of the narcotic or irritant types. Usually, however, there is violent colic, with thirst, vomiting, and diarrhea, mental excitement, followed by delirium, convulsions, coma, slow pulse, stertorous breathing, cyanosis, cold extremities, and dilated pupils. Postmortem. In phalan poisoning, the blood remains fluid, numerous hemorrhages are present, with fatty degeneration of the internal organs. Treatment. Use the stomach tube to give a solution of permanganate of potash emetics followed by a hypodermic injection of one fiftieth grain of atropine. Transfusion of saline fluid. A dose of castor oil would be useful. Foods. The kind of food which most frequently produce symptoms of poisoning are pork, veal, beef, meat pies, potted and tinned meats, sausages, and brawn. Sausage poisoning is common in Germany. It is not necessary that the food should be high to give rise to poisoning. 
It may arise from the use of the flesh of an animal suffering from some disease, from inoculation with microorganisms, or from the presence of toxalbuminosis or ptomaines. Many cases, such as diarrhea, enteric fever, and cholera, and perhaps tuberculosis, may be caused by eating infected food. Trichoniasis may also be mentioned. Tinned fish often gives rise to symptoms of poisoning, and shellfish are not uncommonly contaminated with pathogenic microorganisms. Mussel poisoning was formerly supposed to be due to the copper in them derived from ship's bottoms, but it is more probably the result of the formation of a toxine during life and not after decomposition has set in. Milk, too, may give rise to gastrointestinal irritation from the occurrence in it of chemical changes. There have been epidemics of poisonings from eating cheese containing tyrotoxicin. Ergotism from eating bread made with ergotized wheat is now rare, but pellagra from the consumption of moldy maize and lathyrism due to the mixture of flour with seeds of certain kinds of veg are still common in southern Europe. Symptoms. The symptoms which result from the ingestion of poisonous meat are often very severe. In some cases, their appearance is delayed from 24 to 48 hours. They may resemble those of an infectious disease or those of acute enteritis. Usually there are headache, anorexia, rigors, intestinal disturbances, pain in the back and limbs, and delirium. Sometimes the symptoms resemble atropine poisoning, a condition due to tomotropine. Treatment. Emetics, purgatives, stimulants, with hypodermic injections of strychnine and atropine along with stimulants. Chapter 48. Tomains or Cadaveric Alkaloids. Every medical man, before presenting himself to give evidence in a case of suspected poisoning, should make himself thoroughly acquainted with recent researches on the subject. Tomains are, for the most part, alkaloids generated during the process of putrefaction, and they closely resemble many of the vegetable alkaloids, ferritrine, morphine, and codeine, for example, not only in chemical characters, but in physiological properties. They are probably allied to urine, an alkaloid attained from the brain, and also from the bile. Some of them are analogous in action to muscarine, the active principle of the fly fungus. Some are proteids, albumins, and globulins. Tomains may be produced abundantly in animal substances which, after exposure under insanitary conditions, have been excluded from the air. Tomains or toxalbumins are sometimes found in potted meats and sausages, and are due to organisms, the Bacillus botulinus, the Bacillus enteroditis of Garnier, and the B. proteus vulgaris, or the B. ertrichi, which is perhaps the most common of all. The symptoms produced by the latter are usually vomiting, abdominal pains, pains in the limbs and cramps, diarrhea, vertigo, coldness, faintness, and collapse. The symptoms of botulism are dryness of the skin and mucous membranes, dilations of the pupil, paralysis of the muscles, diplopia, etc. Articles of food most often associated with poisoning are pork, ham, bacon, veal, baked meat, pie, milk, cheese, mussels, tinned meats. In a case of suspected poisoning, counsel for the defense, if he knows his work, will probably cross-examine the medical expert on this subject and endeavor to elicit an admission that the reactions which have been attributed to a poison may possibly be accounted for on the theory of formation of ptomaine. There is practically no counter-move for this form of attack. End of Aids to Forensic Medicine and Toxicology by W. G. Acherson Robertson Recording by Jeannie Whitfield